1: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is
2: the glorious one,
1: Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendan Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Larson, and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it on YouTube. Make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw content. If you're listening to this show on a podcast app, you know, a really great, free, and easy way to support Going In Raw is to leave a rating or a review on whatever podcast app you're using. It really does help build exposure for the show. Uh, we're also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's a great way to help going in raw to support the show. And in return, we give you stuff. Right now, we got 40 friendos watching this podcast as a live stream. Yep. Oh, it's the comic book. Oh, you so, found yeah, it. I'm going to start sending these out once the payments are processed through the for the February patrons. Mm-hmm. They're going to get the $20 and up patrons get this comic book, some of these stickers, like the Stephen Larson stickers, this great poster of... Mecca Santa. And then if you want to, something to wipe your butt with, Top notch Super Best on the other side. Yeah,
2: He's the super best. Yeah, man.
1: Anyways, and a postcard. So all good stuff. <clears throat> there is a Patreon.com forward slash. Jim yes. And also we're on
2: ProWrestlingTees.com.
1: Look at all those shirts right there.
2: I'm not wearing one of our shirts today. We're swimming
1: today. in our shirts. Where Larson. are you? Yeah, lots well, of great shirts there. Yeah, yeah, good shirts. We've got good shirts. Hey, we've got some good shirts out there. You guys want a shirt? Oh my goodness! Sorry. Oh no, man, you can't do that. Today's sorry. NXT 205 Live day. Get your yawns out, and then we're we're gonna kick some ass today because I loved 205 Live and I loved NXT. All right, they were fa- man. We had a t-shirt swerve. We had a t-shirt recruitment swerve. Poor Cesar Banana, he got swerved. I mean, I'm happy he was voted for future star of NXT. So apparently, you are not gonna change his name.
2: Yeah, it kind of seemed like his thing now was what he was doing before being repackaged, right? And being pushed for reels. Yeah, he never he didn't get like a proper no, not the but then up. he's
1: like a developmental guy. So yeah. yeah, like good for him. Like that's that's not easy these days. I know to come up through developmental as opposed to like you know from the indie ranks. Even Donovan Dijak is working security these days. Yeah, which is mind-boggling to me. That was really weird. What do they call
2: it, future star.
1: Uh yeah, you, yeah the uh, NXT Future Star
2: 2017. I'm trying to see who the other nominees were. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm gonna look. Time to find out. Anyways, carry on.
1: Well, I'm kind of curious about this now. Well,
2: I'm on it, man. You're almost there. Uh, well, there's breakout star, and then there's future star. There we go. Right. We have. Street Profits, Heavy Machinery, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Hussain, uh, Fabian Eichner, Cesar Benoni, Leo Rush, Bianca Belair, and Lacey Evans. actually kind of impressive that he won that. Okay, hold on a second. Wait. Back up.
1: How did he win against like 90% of those names? I don't know. Okay, so he should have won against Fabian Eichner. He should have won against maybe Lacey Evans. But beyond that, Street Profits, Heavy Machinery, Shayna, Kyrie, and and Leo Rush, and and Bianca Belair. Belair they all kind of eclipse him maybe maybe it's like maybe they they that award was just for they're like hey we need to push this guy somehow let's give him future star 2017 and then they made up a bunch of other names i don't know like i don't know who else he was supposed to well, i mean
2: this is all done on twitter i think so maybe he just had a, he just ran a better social media campaign than anybody that, else that was rigged
1: there is no chance even on social media
2: there is not a chance that he beat out all those other people on social I'm media. For trying real. To, I'm just trying to find some uh, logic to it all, man. Did he hire like the Twitter bots or something? Maybe.
1: I mean, good for him. Yeah, I'm good glad for that he won. I'm just saying, maybe other, maybe everybody else was like, well, those other people are all
2: real stars. Oh, Karen says the people of Brazil voted a lot in the retweets.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay.
2: All right. All right. Karen's our NXT
1: insider. Yep. That's hilarious. Good A. Good for him, man. That's awesome. It's that's totally that's not that's not real though.
2: Anyways. Uh I really what did you think of two oh five live? It was good. It was a good show. Two good matches. And they concentrated on, on the matches. Um Mustafa Ali had a really good promo. Yeah, I liked his promo. I like um him.
1: I feel like he's going to acting class or something. Because I feel like he is he seems to be making a really concerted push, whether it's on two oh five live or in his like little Twitter promos mm-hmm. to really get across his personality. I know. Smart move. Yeah. Real smart move. It really is. And it's not like a gimmick or anything
2: like no. that. It's it just seems, seems very genuine. Super sincere, yeah. Yeah. I really like that. No, and I really like that he's 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 doing everything he can to to, to stand out. To stand out and you know, he might be the most well rounded performer on two oh five live in terms of what he does in the ring, outside of the ring, in terms of how he he presents his character, all yeah. that. Right now, he's eclipsing Cedric in terms of like who I know or what I know
1: about them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like okay, I can I I, I totally get his personality. Yeah. Um, and then he's he's right there with him in terms of uh, in ring yeah, ability.
2: Definitely. Um, speaking Cedric, of Cedric, uh, he kicked off the show in, in a match against TJP. Mm-hmm. Um, Cedric cut an iPhone promo said earlier in the day, but it seemed pretty similar to what ran last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was different. Um, uh, also, TJP did an interview backstage, um, before the match.
1: I kind of wish they drop they they'd let him drop his video big, game thing. Angry T? Te- no, I don't oh. care. Honestly, I don't care about that. It's just when he talks on the he still doesn't come off as he sort of reverted to not really being.
2: But uh, he being had convincing lose face in his promo.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
2: I mean that's what it was.
1: I mean I just I appreciate the guy in the ring. I think he's fantastic in the ring. The fact that they're sort of not really emphasizing too much, like you know the, char- mm-hmm. <laughs> the character, excuse me, um, is a good thing. But uh, the fantastic match they went that this match went forever. It
2: was, yeah, it was really about twenty some minutes. It went. Um, there was a lot of really long, good man. like technical mat based wrestling to begin the match. Mm-hmm. Some good storytelling mm-hmm. with TJP working over Cedric's knee. Mm-hmm. Cedric finding ways to come back counter it. Um, escape the knee bar a couple times. This match had a really, really good build to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you're given
1: 20-some-odd minutes, you get a lot of time to build up you know, your story. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a, a fantastic job with this. Um, Cedric and his knee injury towards the end. Um when he sort of missed uh whatever it was he missed, I forget what it was.
2: Oh he tried to do the uh the, Oh he
1: did the the neuralizer kick. Yeah, he did that but then, then he then also he, he did, did the, caught it, Yeah, and then he also did the plancha or whatever it is. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then and he landed they said he landed on his knee. That was storyline he didn't. Yeah. He just landed on his lower back. Yeah. But still, I never get—I I honestly never understand how these guys don't royally mess themselves up. Oh, doing that stuff, plancha, on, plancha, being onto nothing. The uh,
2: Sandra was right there, first row. Oh, I didn't During notice. Two live, yeah, and she she posted a video, I think on Twitter, I think it was her of of Cedric's plancha from her perspective, and man, seeing it like that, yeah, that right? makes it look like he lands so much harder than he does. Oh, makes man. it seem like when well, they yeah. the broadcast, you know, Dude, when
1: I mean, it's it you really do take for granted what these guys put their bodies through. Mm-hmm. Because you're so used to seeing it stylized on TV. And then when you... Yeah, I imagine... I'll have to go back and watch watch your video. But like when you think about what they're doing, they're just jumping off something onto nothing. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and like landing. PJP...
2: You know, barely, ta- barely. Yeah, get, yeah. Cedric yeah. hit to shoulder. Yeah. Sometimes you see guys actually literally go up and try to catch the person, right? Yeah. To help break the fall. Yeah. Um. Yeah. TJP didn't do that. I don't know if that was something they worked out in advance. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, mean, I think sometimes it's luck of the draw. You know. Yeah. 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 It's like Whether you're in your position or not. Yeah.
1: Right. Happened so fast.
2: Um. So. Yeah. I yeah, know it's it's insane to see those spots. And yeah. then he just sort of
1: gets up. And gets up. Gets I know up he's celebrating. I'm sure it hurts, but to finish the match, and mm-hmm. you know, we, we've talked about that before, like. I know these are trained professionals and they do that stuff, but still, good lord! I know, you know, that was, do that. If that was me. I would have a all the time injury. Oh, all I right. know, just once.
2: I know, <laughs> that would have wrecked my neck if, for life. If I could even, if I
1: could even jump and flip out of a ring in the first place, I would probably just get hung up in the that's ropes. the First huge if. <laughs> uh, oh man. Anyways, anyways, I mean, okay. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there too. I, You know, we, we give him a lot of guff, but Roman Reigns, the fact that he's able to, like, leap oh, the ropes. Oh, I know, man. It's really impressive. I and mean, he's wearing, yeah. like, baggy pants and I know. boots and, I know, and, and a heavy vest.
2: vest. And he's able to leap the ropes.
1: It's impressive stuff. It man. is, man.
2: Yeah. He's a quality athlete. Yeah, man. Um, uh, Cedric went over with a lumbar check. Kind of came out of nowhere, too. Yeah, it did. Kind of cool.
1: Uh, but, no, it was a fantastic match. Uh, crowd was dead through most of it. Yeah. But then towards the end, they started to pick up a little bit more. Once you see two guys going through that, it's hard for a crowd not to start getting into it. Because by the time, you know, they sort of warmed up the crowd. By the time Roderick Strong Kalisto was doing their thing, they were getting five chances, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love this to be in, like, a 1,000-person arena. Or a thousand-person venue, rather. Yeah, everybody. The entire song. crowd is like doing that a fever pitch for the from stuff. like five minutes into the match because that's how it would be. No,
2: even into the match, they start the show with the two hundred. They start, fight.
1: yeah. There you go. So, um, hey,
2: did you hear about PWG? Yeah, man. Wow.
1: Well, oh, yeah. PayPal messed up. We have to change venues. You guys are changing venues for you know a show. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, almost double the size. I know. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, you know, it's from 400 to 700. Yeah, I know. So any step up from 400 is going to be Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Significant. The, the pictures of the venue, it looks beautiful. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I haven't seen it.
1: The Globe Theater? Yeah, I think in downtown, yeah. Interesting. I'll have to check out the pictures.
2: Yeah, it looks really nice. I wish they'd. Sorry, that'd be cool. I mean, I get the idea. Of Ryan Sutton posted some on uh, Twitter. Oh, okay. So check them out. They I'll look like out. a really nice place. Cool. Um. Uh, next, we had a Drake Maverick video package. It was kind of like his 205 Live manifesto, putting forth his vision for the program, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is just Triple H's vision for the program. Right, exactly. Focused on in-ring competition. But hey,
1: he channeled Triple H's vision very, very well. That mm-hmm. dude. He's he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that he keeps saying I like that he kind of explained, wait, did he do it this week or last week, how he kind of explained the name Drake Maverick? He didn't really explain
2: it. No, I didn't. I there didn't was a lengthier.
1: That. I think that's this thing. I think there was a lengthier version of this on their social media.
2: Oh, because when I watched this, I was
1: like, wait, they're breaking up this into a couple parts. But there was like a two-minute version on like their Twitter or something like that. And he says, oh, "Used to be known as Rockstar Spud, chose the name Drake Maverick because I'm a bit of a maverick." Didn't uh, literally? Really,
2: didn't <laughs> exactly. I would like much rather hear him say,
1: "I'm a huge fan of Top Gun." Right. So I'm a massive Dirk Nowitzki fan. And I love Mark Cuban. <laughs> Made perfect sense. <laughs> also love Drake and Josh. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: next up, we got we already kind of mentioned this Mustafa Ali promo. Great stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, and then. Uh, in response to that, uh, they caught up with Buddy Murphy in a very NXT-esque press conference.
2: Yeah, I think there's only one uh, reporter mm-hmm. asking questions rather than three or four, yeah. but it was the same kind of feel. Yeah. He was putting his bag in the, looks like the bus. I kind of wish they gave the same treatment to Ali, as much as I, I'm, I'm totally cool with this
1: stuff. I do like the sort of immediacy of, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. buddy, hey, buddy, tell us what you think about Mustafa Ali. And he basically said, if you thought Jack Gallagher put the hurting on, mm-hmm. he has no idea what... Buddy myth, he can do. Yeah. I'm the best kept secret. Yeah. No, I'm not a secret anymore. Anyways, uh, so that was good. Uh, then finally, in the main event, we had Kalisto versus Roderick Strong. Hell of a match, man. There were a couple spots that I was like, wait, that's, was that supposed to happen? One that I knew was supposed to happen that was absolutely fantastic was on the outside of the ring when Roderick Strong went to give Kalisto a powerbomb, and Kalisto uh, reversed that into, like, just sending Roderick Strong flying into like, a Rana thing, which just came out of nowhere. It yeah, what
2: I love best about Roderick Strong is his suddenness. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll go from staying there to, to pulling off, like, an extremely violent and or uh, dynamic move in a matter of milliseconds, mm-hmm. like when he uh, suplexed uh, Kalisto on the announce table. Yeah, right. It happened oh, in a matter man. of a second. That was great. It's the the, the <laughs> amount of force behind what he does, even just the finish where he drops... He gets Kalisto up in like a pedigree position, mm-hmm. backbreaker, yeah. instantly transition that into heartache to get the win. Yeah. It's incredible. Rod- Roderick Strong's suddenness. Oh. That's my favorite aspect of what he does. What
1: Noel Garcia de Paredes in chat here mentions in the extended version on WWE YouTube they put an image of Impact Logo. Interesting. That's true, yeah. I showed a picture of him. And clear as day, there's an Impact Logo on a, a turnbuckle. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you about Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is probably my third – Favorite, he, I don't know, he's maybe tied for first with Gargano and AJ Styles, my favorite wrestler in WWE right now. This dude, I think it's 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 so many different things. And it's funny because, like, promo-wise, personality-wise, he's, like, probably second to last on my list of guys that I really want to listen to. Yeah. He's, like, just above Kalisto. But I I will always take a Roderick Strong match over pretty much anybody else. It's It's what you said, plus the fact that his selling is so compelling, he weaves his selling into the pace and build of the match. So you're always emotionally invested in mm-hmm. what he's doing mm-hmm. via his selling. And the facial expressions, what he's selling, the pace of it, it's it's something that it's so difficult. He's been doing this. I, his debut was in 2000. He's been doing this for a very long yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And so it's obvious he knows his craft very well. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm I'll totally admit like I am I am not familiar with his work in Ring of Honor. I'm really
2: I, I'm anxious to
1: make some time I and don't go think back it's and
2: those. But I have some PWG DVDs with some of his matches on there.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: So we get to the office if we ever get to the office, we can watch those. <laughs> if that ever happens. <laughs> Another thing about Roger Strong is that he's ridiculously strong. We know. Yeah. We know We saw this his match against uh, Drew Galloway. Mm-hmm. He's able to pick him up and do all sorts of backbreakers. But he's in there with competitors his size or smaller. He's just picking them throwing up with knees and throwing yeah. it around. It's great. Because that that spot on the outside where he goes for the
1: powerbomb and Kalisto, that takes that takes extraordinary effort from both men mm-hmm. to pull that off. And with the the amount of like kinetic energy that they had, you know, for Roderick Strong to get Hoon and Conranid out of a powerbomb and be sent into the barrier at like insane speed. Yeah. That takes so much from both mm-hmm. guys, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was just a freaking fantastic match. Roderick Strong did go over with End of Heartache, so we're looking at a semifinals, That's right?
2: Cedric versus Roderick Strong. Holy crap.
1: would be a lot of uh, backbreakers. You know what? I'd love them. I don't know how much time is left till Mania. It'd be great if they gave that match an entire
2: 205 oh, live. And fantastic. then on the other side, an entire 205 yeah, live. About a month. So, next week will be uh, the other uh, quarterfinals. So, yeah. we'll have Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali and mm-hmm. then Mark Andrews versus Drew Gulak. That'll be on uh, the, what's today? The first? Like, what? The ninth? Sixth. sixth. The sixth. Okay. The sixth. So, it would be almost exactly a month from there till Mania. Yeah. With only two more matches to get in before Mania. So, it's possible. Yeah. Boy, that'd be something else. That'd be, that'd be the right move, I think. Yeah, I think so, man. Boy, that'd be...
1: That'd be pretty neat. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Next up, oh, now we get to talk about NXT. My favorite, my flippin' favorite, dude. Uh, we had, kicking things off, the Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Bate. Good Lord. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a freaking takeover right mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? That's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I loved, I love number one, there was a couple things about this match that I really loved. I love that Velveteen Dream did such a great job at the beginning of this match, keeping up with Tyler
2: Bate's Oh, the British style—the British
1: yeah. style, which is like super fast and like super neat looking these mm-hmm. days, with all the like. Duke, duke,
2: Have you watched? I know uh mm-hmm. Larry Otto, the Twitter account, mm-hmm. yeah, would post would, or was posting some gifts of a Johnny State match a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You check yeah. those out. Yeah, I, well, I've just
1: seen like the the gifts, same as you. Yeah, and yeah. It's always amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's always, I, I I wouldn't mind going back and seeing some World of
2: Sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so different from you know what we grew up with. In the 80s know. and Nineties. Lumbering wrestling. Yeah. Where there's a lot of lumbering Going as opposed on. to a lot of joint manipulation and right. countering and wrestling. What um, feels yeah. like actual Energy, more like actual yeah. wrestling, yeah.
1: But I love so he got flustered early on by Tyler Bates', you know, British style of wrestling and uh and flipped out, started went outside, started banging stuff. Kicked the ring steps. But the fact that he was able to like, you know, I mean, so that's in character stuff that he's not able to keep up or he's not able to counter but the fact that he was able to do all that stuff along with them, because, he, again, that depends on two people yeah, really yeah, yeah. Yeah. knowing their stuff, yeah. was absolutely fantastic. I love that. He's so over, too. And the thing that I love about, one of, the, one of the many things that I love about Velveteen Dream is that he doesn't have standard ring gear. Mm-mm. He just comes out,
2: and there's that there's that's so... Well, his constants, for at least television, are the, the pants mm-hmm. and the
1: boots. Yeah.
2: But everything else... right? Depends and on... And that's the,
1: so unique, because he's yeah. supposed to be a... Like, it should be. That's the thing that always... It was one, like... When TJP would come out and dab every time, I'm like, why doesn't he do something different? Mm-hmm. Like, every time out, just do something new, mm-hmm. be new, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, Teen Dream does that. I mean, he does a great... Because yeah, his, yeah. his arms are, like, eight feet long, and it's a great visual yeah. when he juts his arms out. Yeah. Um, But he just... He's the most, like, fresh-feeling wrestler there is, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's... Something that a lot of people need to look at and mm-hmm. be like, you know what, we don't need the we don't need I don't need to do the same thing every time. I don't need the same like three variations of tights every single time. No, like I to, to to stay fresh. Yes. Anyways, Velvetine Dream and ended up going over with the Purple Rainmaker once he took control of the match. Yes. Which he did. Another There's loss for Tyler Bate. to say the same thing. And they emphasize that. I hope that that's not just. Hey, just in case you want to make a story out of this, let's emphasize the fact that he lost again.
2: Or, oh, you know, yeah, especially in light of reports we heard about him being punished for uh, not dropping previously scheduled dates to do stuff for WWE. To their credit, we did not get the
1: same video package this time. True. with pilot bait. I was kind of disappointed. I was looking forward to making fun of that on the show. This one's bit. This one's up. Was it? I'm 19 years old. I'm very mature for my age. You're like 23, by yeah, now. Yeah, I know, man.
2: <laughs> Oh, man. Anyways, yeah. Next. fantastic. We had a Paul Ellering promo. They were in like a, a, a stairwell. Yeah. Sort. I think at the uh, theater.
1: Cameraman was down at the bottom of the stairwell. Yeah. Paul Ellering was up there. The, the algorithm. Rhodes. They're the Dusty Rhodes tag classic, tag team classic, and the author is pain. They should have been called up a while ago. Why am I still even here? Well, he's talking
2: about how they're going to win it and then going to reclaim the uh, NXT tag team titles. Yeah, they, dude, there's no need for that. Now that we've seen the bracket, mm-hmm. should we try to make our picks? I don't know, man, because I know, I know like at least one early spoiler. Oh, all right. But let, let's take a look at the
1: brackets here. Uh, and Dusty Rhodes Classic 2018. Let's see if the... Here we go. Revealed. Revealed. Really? No picture? Are you serious with this? Oh, here we go. First round. Well, I want brackets. So oh. I don't want... Regal's face, man. Yeah. What
2: well, the first round there is Authors of Pain versus TM61. They advertised that last night in the show. And it's Street Profits versus Heavy Machinery. All right. Mustache Mountain versus Lurking and, and Insanity versus Sabatelli and Moss.
1: Uh okay so here here's here's my general line of thought. Just pick a winner.
2: We have to go through individual matches. Pick a pick a winner. No to that's tournament. fine.
1: I, I'll I'll give you who I think is going to be in the finals. I think it's going to be authors of pain
2: in the finals. And I think it's going to be It'll probably be authors of pain versus sanity.
1: <sighs> who won last year? Authors of pain. Who won the year before that?
2: Uh, Joe and Finn. Yeah.
1: The year before that. Boy, that was a waste. I feel like they need to be they need to be building somebody new in this. No, I agree. But nobody on this side right here is going to be a winner besides Sanity. Besides Sanity, I guess. But Sanity also needs to get called up. Yeah, I know. My God, yeah. Like if this was the finals right here, or even this right here versus this. Mm-hmm. Not that. That's garbage. It's yeah, like you don't like you don't like heavy machines. Get out of here, steaks and whites. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I would love to think that they would make like an under an underdog story out of Oney Lorcan and Daniel. Yeah, Hurt, I know. But they haven't even been on TV. I know. So, I mean, that's not going to happen. I These love to see
2: Street Profits get to the finals at least. I know, I know. Their video last night was fantastic. They're men on the street interviews of each other. That was so good. I mean,
1: it should be TM61 going through. To be honest with you, they should be winning this thing because they've got the story. You know, that's what it should be. But they're matching up against others oh, of pain in the first round. I don't know how that's gonna. Because I think others oh, of pain. I think they're really gonna. I think they're gonna have them a bi- give them a big send off to to Maine. I think that's gonna happen.
2: I mean, that's a silly first-round matchup. Yeah, no, they, I know. They, they should be brackets. on the other side of the bracket. I know. I saw the brackets. I was kind of surprised. Because yeah. the finals last time was Authors of Pain versus TM61.
1: I mean, really, TM61, they should be they should be the new cornerstone of the division, and the next year should be them fighting with Street Profits. That's what it should be. But given these brackets, that's not going to be the case. No. So, I don't know. I think whoever did the brackets. Triple H. Yeah, he's great, though. Anyways, moving on. Cesar um,
2: Benoni versus Adam Cole Bebe. We got two
1: Adam Cole Bebes before like any action even
2: came came in. Three if you include the cow- the crowd saying, Bebe.
1: Oh I know. I have to mention this once again. Kyle O'Reilly. He was all over that air guitar. He would. this is the most air guitar I've seen him do. He was like Hendrix on that shit. Mm-hmm. And it was with his whole body because, again, he doesn't strum. He strums with his body? He strums with his entire body, but this time it was like some metal
2: shit going on. Yeah, you're shredding, huh?
1: He was, those hips were moving big yeah, time.
2: He's into it. He I loves that song.
1: It. It's great. Adam
2: Cole has his own uh, Titan Tron now. It just said Adam Cole didn't stay in Disputed Era. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, man. Wow. Same theme. Yeah. Custom Titan Tron. Wow. I wonder if Re-Dragon's going to get their custom Titan Tron. I would think so. They're champions, man. Yeah, they should. Uh anyways, start the match or before the match starts. Sorry. Adam Cole grabs the mic and, you know, uh, congratulates Cesar Bononi for winning mm-hmm. the Future Star 2017 mm-hmm. NXT award and asks the crowd to give him a standing ovation. And he says, "Talent like you belongs in the undisputed era." Mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly grabbed the shirt from his back There's pocket. There's
1: one place where the Future Star of 2017 belongs, and that's the Undisputed Era. And yeah, Kyle O'Reilly has a shirt ready. So we had a sh- an attempted shirt recruitment so far. They were 0 1 with Roderick Strong. They even tried the armband recruitment. Didn't work. Yeah. 0 2. They're moving on to fresh young meat with Cesar Bononi. Yes. Gave him the shirt. Cesar Bononi's looking at it. Hmm. This could be a new great step for Cesar Ah, Bononi.
2: Adam Cole sucker punched. Sucker
1: sucker punched. And then he does another.
0: Adam Cole, baby.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love shirt recruitments. I love swerves on shirt recruitments. Get out of here, nerd.
2: Is anybody. Seem more comfortable in the microphone than Adam Cole? No. It's amazing. He's he's the most comfortable person even in front of a camera. That
1: look on, that happy look on his face like, oh, I'm so happy right yeah. now.
2: It's like the, it's the place infectious. Where I know. He feels most comfortable it seems like. Is when that red light's right there and on the camera. he has a mic in his hand. Exactly. Man.
1: <laughs> I freaking love Adam Cole. He's the best.
2: So anyway, if he sucker punches him, this isn't much of a match. Mm-hmm. Cole goes over pretty quickly uh, after a, a, a distraction from Reedragon. Dragon. Mm-hmm. Super kick. Shining Wizard. Cole picks up the win. Yep. Shining Wizard the back of the head. the back of the head, yeah. It's like two times he's taken something in the back of the head. Didn't he take like a black oh, mask to the back no, of the head? Uh, I think it was from Cassius Ono. Forearm. Oh, a leaping yeah. forum the back of the head, yeah. You need to be careful with that, man.
1: What part of the brain is back here? Interior lobe? What's the anterior
2: mean? Does it mean back? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Isn't the the cerebral cortex the back-bottom part of your brain? Map of the brain. Let's find out. Oh, here we go. Little brain. That's in the back of your head. <laughs> the little brain? Oh, wait. This is the, this is the for, this is front or is it the front? This is the back. Oh, the this brain. is the cerebellum.
1: <laughs> That's the... Oh, back here is the cerebellum.
2: Oh, that's what I was thinking of.
1: The lingual. Oh, oh and then like this is so the lingual gyrus. I don't know what any of this means. Oh, here we go. Great. Phrenology. Vision oh, and great. balance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Street Profits video package because it was outstanding. Okay. Occipital lobe. There we go. It's the occipital lobe. All right. It's more towards the neck. So you're going. Cerebellum. You're looking at the cerebellum then. All right. For the cerebral cortex? I mean, uh, cerebral cortex. No say. I don't know. Okay. I don't know my brain very well. Uh, street Profit is doing a man-on-the-street type interview segment. Yeah, it was great because they just, they just interviewed each other. Each other. They, they, they made up uh, fake names. Yeah. It was fantastic.
1: I would love to think that they're too shy to approach actual people on the street, and that's why they did this. Also, why was this in 4-3? Um, was the aspect ratio like that. I don't
2: that. know. I kind of liked it. Okay,
1: no. Here's the thing. I would have liked it, but they didn't. They went. They split them. They went. They, they 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 centered them, so that there's two people and you're going in between them. Your shot is in between them, and so all you see is like the bare like you
2: just see no, kind of their no faces. No. Maybe they shot it vertical video on an iPhone and it's cropped in.
1: Yeah, that could be. No, it looked too clean for that. You would have noticed there would been, it been. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like they, they need to use a
2: square frame because it's like uh,
1: it's like they or use pan and scan. Yeah, or pan and scan. Mm-hmm. You watch it on like old TV and
2: you see a shot move and you remember a shot didn't move in a theater <laughs> or DVD. And the, the movement is so robotic. I know. Yeah. Anyways, good stuff. Street profits are great. Mm-hmm. Next, Kyrie Sane versus Shane the Oh, Baszler. Hold on, no well, I,
1: Manuel Garcia here. He's got a good bit of detail when. <laughs> When uh, uh, Angelo Dawkins... Oh, he said that, yeah, the street prom isn't going to win. Montez <laughs> Ford just bolts down the street. <laughs>
2: that was funny. That was good stuff. I love those guys. Oh, they're great. Uh, Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler, rematch from the finals of the Mae mm-hmm. Young Classic.
1: Why are they booking Kyrie Sane so strong when they booked Ember Moon so weak? Yeah, that's a good question. They, she was she was matching Shayna I, I I was like... Is she going to win this? And then Shayna Shayna Baszler ended up
2: choking her out. Mm -hmm.
1: But why are they, comparatively speaking, Ember Moon has looked super weak against Shayna. Yeah, that's a fair point. But Kyrie, this match, she looks super strong. Mm -hmm. I I don't get it. I don't know what they're doing, Ember Moon, man. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is, I don't know, it's not looking great. They just send her to Maine. Okay, put her in the draft. Send her to Maine. Clean slate. She can get some wins.
2: You know what it kind of feels like with Ember Moon is that they're just booking her stories segment to segment, match to match, rather than an arc yeah. overall.
1: Yeah, I can That's see That's what that. it kind of feels like. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. But no, I, I really love this match. I can't get enough of Carrie Stane, to be honest with you. Oh, she's and, great. And I mean, Shayna Baszler, to, for them to be like sort of hopefully the foundational pieces for the women's division of NXT... My God, that's strong. That's mm-hmm. super strong. Mm-hmm. So many great names coming up. Mm-hmm. So many great talents coming up. Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Apparently the Eclipse isn't what... No, I saw that too. It was a move prior. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so much like that, I'm, I'm genuinely like, that women's division is pretty hot right now. Oh, yeah. Like, Shayna Baszler is freaking great, dude. That little video package they did for her before this match was fantastic. And Kyrie Sane just knows how to wrestle like, mm-hmm. in the most dynamic fashion. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anyways, Basler went over with a choke. It was great. Kept it on a little long. A little long.
2: A little long. Can't be doing that. Nope.
1: Can't be doing that. And then to close out the show, we had Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas.
0: El Idolo.
2: What does Moro say?
1: El Idolo. And then Percy doesn't know any better, so he says the same thing. Oh, yeah. Idolo. <laughs> no, there he, here he comes. El Idolo. He's coming down. That's right, El Dolo on his way down, says Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> I don't care, I love all those guys. Oh, yeah, they're all great. Uh, anyways, uh, there's nothing new here. They just clown Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. Andrade gets on there, <laughs> calls him Johnny Chopless. His new name is Johnny Chopless. <laughs> I am an XT champion. Oh, it's great. Freaking love him, man. Form a new LIJ. Oh, heck yes. With Ciampa and who else?
2: Oh, Ciampa has to be a a, a solo guy. No way, man. Put him in LIJ.
1: Put him in LIJ. Who else goes in LIJ Nuevo, the new Los Ingobernables de NXT? How about Benoni can be the sonata? He'll be the sonata. Good-looking guy, very athletic. Not sure what exactly his personality is. oh you review that? Another interview? I didn't. Oh man! Okay. it's great. I'll check it out. It's great. Yeah, man.
2: He's a good-looking guy, man. Mm-hmm. That hair! Mm-hmm. Holy moly! Yeah, check out that interview with him before his match. I still need to watch that match against Okada.
1: Give me another name to be in. No, Benoni's good. Who's okay? So Benoni, Champa, Andrade, San Almas, Selena Vega.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's good. You don't, you don't want one more guy? No, that's perfect. No? Okay, that's good. That's a good. They seem to point. like...
2: Uh, they like the three-man... It's like sanity. Three men, one woman.
1: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Speaking of sanity... <coughs> well, forget <laughs> we it. We had Alistair a Killian Black. Day in appearance, but
2: not before. Alistair Black. Get a mic. He look like he's about to say something to Almost who was at the, the top of the stage. Andrade Almas. Before you had a chance.
1: Do you like ice cream? Would you like some ice cream? I have sandwiches. I have... Sprinkles. Now, they don't usually, like, ice cream trucks don't do... No, you like, just have the pre-made
2: bars. Now. Right. They yeah. don't usually scoop ice cream free anymore. Got,
1: what are the rocket ones? Rocket Pops? Yeah. we have got Rocket Pops. Yeah. Many different colors.
2: Yes. Creamstickles.
1: Creamstickles. <laughs> <laughs> Fudgstickles. Fudgstickles. I'm partial chocolate, so give me a fudgstickle, but I don't know what you like. Anyways, yeah, so he comes out, and then Killian Dane comes out. The funny thing about Killian Dane is that his music to kick things off... It takes a long time for anything there's, there's to almost really happen. There's all the record scratch in it. There's all the record scratch,
2: and there's kind of like a fart noise in it too. Yeah, a little bit. it, it, it. Yeah. <laughs> and Alistair Black. Well, the so, music, yeah, the music hits, and Alistair Black's just looking around
1: for him. He looks confused at what he's hearing in the first place. Like, is there a technical? Is there a technical issue happening right now? Can we fade that music to black, please? Yes, yeah. <laughs> please. And then he yeah, asks. So uh, Killing Dan comes out, gives him a fun splash. That was awesome. Oh, I love the fun splash. That was great. Yeah, Aleister Black couldn't get a move off. Killian Dane drops him with a fun splash. Uh, while that's happening, Zelina Vega and Andrade Almas are just giving these ridiculous, like, confused looks. And then laughing. Like, do you guys not pay attention to the show? Do you not know that these guys are going to be coming after your title? Yeah, I know, I know. This was it was announced a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So then they moved along, and uh, Killian Dane stood strong over Aleister Black. We all know what that means. When's their match next week? Oh, oh I don't know. Probably not. Well, soon. Then, yeah, soon. I know, we're a month out from TakeOver, so they're yeah, going yeah. to do that. So they can do something with Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Cian Almas. You think Cian Almas is going to be in the draft?
2: Maybe. If
1: he drops that title at TakeOver and then do
2: the Bobby Roode thing where he comes back, loses, and then mm-hmm. just disappears. Into the ether. Yeah, gone. Teleports directly to SmackDown.
1: And there we are, another... Another NXT. Yeah, probably SmackDown. I could see him going on SmackDown and then us being wholly disappointed. Oh, yes. With them not taking it. Being
2: on TV. Who's his first month? feud going to be with? Dolph? Yeah, no. Another no. another Dolph feud. Time for Gatekeeper Dolph to return. Yeah, Let's answer some questions. What do you say? I mean, we typically do that. That's how we usually operate here. Probably I'm going to be a wrong. good idea. Roe Murray power ranked your top five most real appetizers for a WrestleMania watch party. It's pizza rolls. Yeah, man, pizza rolls. That's usually our our preferred appetizer. Mm -hmm. Um, Why am I tripping right now? I don't know, man. Go here You don't know how to operate websites, apparently. I don't know how to do internet. No. What's happening over there? There we go. (laughs) What else? (laughs) What else? What else? else? I mean, you can't go wrong with a good veggie plate. A good platter with some vegetables on it is good for you, especially Uh, if you're having pizza rolls to counter the pizza rolls. Yeah, we did that Delicious is what they are. We did that once. That time you get croissant sandwiches, that was nice. I love me some croissants. Yeah, we'll do that for... Uh, Mania, let's get a whole spread. Oh, well, yeah, Mania, we're going to need breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, we will be there for eight hours.
1: Yeah, I'm going to wear my pajamas for Mania.
2: How um, is that different than most other days? Well, I did the office.
1: I can't do that. I have jeans on right now, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll do... Look, what's the next one coming up? Fastlane? Yeah. We're going to be in the office. We're, we're doing the live stream for Fastlane. Yeah, yeah, it'll be kind of a bare-boated I'll operation. put it this way. We're either going to do a live stream for Fastlane at the office or nowhere because right. we're not doing it here anymore. All right. All right. got too many evil looks from the wife. She's like, oh, you're going to be out of here already. Tranquilo. Never tell a wife tranquilo, man. doesn't go over well. Oh, really? Well, once they know what it means. It just means relax. I know. All right. You can't say that to
2: them. Well, do you do it earnestly or sarcastically? Oh, I don't. You never talk to your wife earnestly. Oh, okay. Don't do that. What
1: well, does it mean seriously? You want to get an ass whooping? How many bruises I have from her? I'm an abused husband, Larson. I'm joking. She can wrestle, though, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. We, get into, like, we can't really do it anymore because, like, Bama starts freaking out. But, like, man, she knows them. Like, she's a Matt wrestler. She's like a technical wrestler. Really? She's like the Zack Sabre Jr. of She puts you in a yeah. shoe, hold, and break your foot. Right. <laughs> and then stand over me and say, F you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's coming
2: up on, on uh, Countout this week. Oh, my God. i very hard at that. I know. Braun's a grappling hook. Would you rather debut by yourself or with a group? By yourself, you get all the spotlight, but in a group, your weaknesses may not be as noticeable, but you're compared to others in the group. Mm-hmm. Give me the spotlight. Mm-hmm.
1: Man.
2: Yeah. So
1: low. Oh, man, but it's so cool being part of a faction. Like, remember how cool it was when Sanity debuted and nobody even knew that Nikki Cross was a gal? You know, like they come out, it's like, oh, look, they even have like a cruiserweight, but then she takes it off. It's like, oh my god, that was a woman. She looks terrifying. She's gonna murder everybody. So yeah, I don't know. It depends. I mean, I I kind I'm kind of feeling a faction. All right, but then you're you're in danger of getting lost in the shuffle. Exactly. You want to make sure you're not uh, who's the dude? Insanity?
2: Alexander Wolf? Yeah. You want to
1: make sure you're not him.
2: Well, he's still moshes, so that helps him stand out.
1: Ideally, you want to be an Eric Young
2: uh-huh. or even a
1: Killian Dain where everybody's like, see that dude in the back who isn't really talking a lot? Keep an eye on him. Braun Strowman kind of broke the mold with that. He set a new precedent mm-hmm. for guys, big men in factions who then break off. And, it's and like,
2: ultimately outdid the leader of said factions. See that
1: dude back there? He's going to be big. Uh-huh. Like Killian Dain back there?
2: He's going to be big. Um, Larson's black cat stepfather. Who from NXT would you like to see join Balor Club sometime in the future? Oh, it's Adam Cole, David. Oh, it's Adam Cole. It's Adam Cole,
1: baby. Oh, are you kidding me? He
2: joins and then starts a mutiny. <laughs> yeah,
1: he picks up. His, that's, that's his gimmick from promotion to promotion.
2: He joins the Bullet Club guy and then tries to instigate a mutiny. Right, exactly. Um, fat bastard champ Alex Foster. Plot twist. You guys have recently been informed that Vince is the one making all the good decisions at WWE while Triple H is making the bad ones. How do you react?
1: Hey, Vince is the guy who, who came up with the gauntlet thing for Raw a couple of weeks back. My reaction is this. He still still has good ideas. Yeah. He still has a lot of value. And I don't say that in a condescending manner at all, but a lot of people do. It's, you know, not everything he does is going to be bad. Is he kind of out of touch with certain aspects of wrestling these days? I believe probably yes. And I think Triple H has his finger on the pulse of what, you know, modern wrestling fans appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you look at NXT, it's my favorite thing right now. But, you know, I think Vince... When push comes to shove, he's still the man. Yeah. And if he comes up with good with good ideas, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah. If I found out all of a sudden that Vince was actually the guy literally writing NXT every week, I'd be really surprised because at that point I'd be like, well, why isn't he doing that with Raw and SmackDown? Maybe he just wanted, he wants each of
2: his shows to have a different kind of feel to him.
1: But that's not true because look at SmackDown.
2: No, I know. That's well, he has a way different feel to it yeah. than Raw does. <laughs> he's
1: got a craft feel <laughs> a to it. A worse feel. <laughs>
2: Um, Jose GGR, what is the harder mood to perform in your estimation? A shooting star press or 054?
1: Which one's 054? What
2: Mustafa Ali does.
1: I mean, they're probably both horribly difficult to do for a guy like me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know how difficult they're because I've never tried doing them. And I probably never will.
1: Oh, which one's a shooting star press? The one again? that Brock
2: Lesnar was broke his neck doing. It's like an inverted moonsault. Well, right? you, jump off, you jump off the ropes and flip backwards. What's a moonsault? Moonsault is where you start on the rope backwards and just go do a backflip. I have to see them both side by side. So moonsault is what Charlotte does. She she has her back to who she's jumping on.
1: Oh, 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 and just goes okay, over. okay, okay. Whereas okay.
2: The Shooting Star Press oh. is what Lesnar did. You, you're hey, on the rope you're, facing you're your, at your guy, opponent, okay. and then you do a backflip. off. You should be a
1: teacher. Um but Mustafa Ali doesn't have, like, a ton of flips
2: in it, like spins. Yeah, he, he spins. He does yeah. He does 450 degrees of rotation. Yeah, okay. He, he, he's, he backs to the opponent, and he jumps out but spins in. Yeah. A oh, rotation yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Probably that. Or rotation and a half, sorry. Probably that. I mean, I don't think Brock could do that. Brock is kind of a I – mean Brock kind of hit the shooting star press. He just kind of landed on his head. And I know he, the only reason he did that is because he had done it before. Yeah,
2: he used to an OVW. An
1: OVW, Yeah. So I would say the one that's more difficult is the 0
2: Okay. Because I don't see Brock doing that. No. Uh, CM Punk's fight is insulting. Should Triple H ever have a match at TakeOver? If so, then who should his opponent, who should be his opponent, and why are they fighting? He says Pete Dunn, Triple H, is fighting him because Pete Dunn decides the NXT title is garbage and goes full NITO
1: on it. I think that's actually a really cool scenario. That's actually, that would be a really cool scenario. I like that. Well done, Sarah Tabata.
2: Um, Aaron Smith, if NXT had been around 10, 15 years ago and the style that it has today, do you guys feel that some performers that didn't last or couldn't get over would have been much bigger than they were had they gone through the NXT system? He brings up Chris Masters, Mark Jindrak, and so on. I mean, 10, 15 years ago, that would have been OVW. So they had a development situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the booking was like in comparison to what NXT does. Um, Cornette was in charge of OVW, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At least for a while. For a spell, yeah. Um, so I don't know.
1: Well, so it's more... So you mentioned uh, Chris Masters and Mark Jindrak. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, I guess the the question really is... If that mindset existed 10 to 15 years ago, mm-hmm. that exists now, where they, you know, they're they're high on wrestlers for different reasons than they were 10, 15 years ago. Because back then, you know, I mean, you look at the wealth of body guys, mm-hmm. and now it's not that. Now it's not like, necessarily no, yeah. you know, what are you like as an uh, as a, as overall performer? Overall performer. Yeah. You know, regardless of what your body looks like. Um, Big Joe Shea here mentions Colt Cabana. that's actually really good mm-hmm. If Colt Cabana was ten to fifteen years younger and he was just coming up now, yeah, he probably would succeed in n x t yeah. because look at the guy you know, yeah. he's he's got everything yeah um so yeah but I mean, if if the mindset existed at that time, then probably yeah, you'd see like guys who might have washed out back then come through and and be successful
2: um high fly Kagan. What is one thing in wrestling that both of you could never agree on, be it wrestling style, booking choices, or whether or not a certain wrestler was any good?
1: Oh, man. Is there any classic things that we just don't agree
2: on? Nothing really comes to mind offhand. Chat probably knows better than we do. Yeah, no. They seem to have better recollection of what we said and done than we do. Patrick Olivis is Christian Hall of Fame.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that's not a big one, though. No, like, and I, I, yeah, honestly, like given how, like all the other people, there have been so many other people like less qualified than Christian in the Hall of Fame. Better so in the Hall of Fame. I would no. be totally
2: cool with it. Yeah, I just like to be a, heart, a heart contrarian. One things, you get yeah. you get on me about being contrarian, but. You're a contrarian, too. That's not being a contrarian. Did the I cat. Just, was I just a contrarian yes. by saying that? The cat, Daryl Takahashi, assuming Ciampa keeps his psycho killer character on main power rank, his best feuds, and he's on the main roster. Aaron Smith mentions here, like, I guess Ty
1: Dillinger's ceiling, I think we kind of disagreed on. You saw it a bit higher than I did. Well, at least in NXT, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But that was just based on the the story they were telling.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh
2: feud for Trump on the main roster if he's still Psycho Killer. Which I think he should be. Yes. Man, I don't know. I, I think He'd he better go to Raw, man. they put him better put
1: him on Raw. I don't know. There's so many I people... I think going after Finn or something like that. Yeah, there's so many people already that I want to see against him. in NXT, Steph Brown. Like, like Aleister Black. I want to see him versus Aleister Black. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I'd actually, I mean... It, It'd be awesome if they played a long guy. I really liked your idea of having Johnny Gargano go out to the indie circuit and do stuff in PWG and you know whatever Ring of Honor or whatever, um, and then come back around, have Ciampa win the title and have Gargano come back around and start terrorizing yep. him until Ciampa says, "Okay, bring him back."
2: <laughs> Broken Steve, given the strength of a super kick, power rank the five things Adam Cole Bebe can do can kick down with a super kick. Number one for him is a tree.
1: Oh, you think that's possible, huh? Like, uh, what about like a, 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 a load bearing column in a house? All right. be that. Bring the whole the house, house down. down yeah. yeah. Brings the house down. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Uh, this is Brest Quinoa. Breeze Quinoa. Um, Drew McIntyre is 6'5, 265 pounds. He's a jack burly man with a Scottish accent that can work and most importantly is over his hell. Why isn't this guy. The first name mentioned as the future face of the company. His work and per- persona grabs men and children. His looks and charisma grabs women, which also translate to the mainstream audience. He's 32, at least 10 years left in him. What am I missing here? Who, Drew
1: McIntyre? Yeah. Well, he's injured.
2: Right now, yeah. Yeah. But healthy Drew. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got everything.
1: Yeah. This is You know, you got to get past NXT before you start talking about being the face yes. of the company. Yes. Um, but no, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that Drew's fantastic and he has everything. Think it stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's gonna be the thing. Um the cat, Daryl Takahashi, what are the odds that Velveteen Dream is a triple H guy?
2: Well, okay. okay. Who do we know who who we feel confident calling a triple H guy in uh in uh, NXT, NXT, NXT right now? Aleister Black? Yeah, for sure. I would say
1: Killian Dane. I'd say almost two. You would say, oh, interesting, almost, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. I can see that, almost, okay. Chris Tiro. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Now, what do, we, what do we use, what criteria do we use to define Triple H guys?
2: Guys you could see in three to five years uh, closing Raw with Triple H raising their own. Okay. But the
1: genesis of becoming a Triple H guy, like
2: Triple H saw them out on the independent
1: circuit and wanted them.
2: So like Owens. like. Oh, man, I really think this guy's great.
1: Yes. Just, I don't know necessarily that Patrick Clark would have been that guy, but I could see him turning into a Triple H guy. I could based see, on his work in the PC. Based on yeah. his work, I could see him impressing Triple H. And being oh, like, Oh, Joe okay. Chase says
2: Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne's a Triple H guy. Oh, he's like, yeah, totally a Triple H guy. <clears throat> Alex, C says Pete Dunne may well be the Triple H guy. Yeah, he, no, Finn Balor is well, a Triple H guy. In, in
1: NXT, anyways. Yeah. But no, Finn Balor is ultimate Triple H guy at this yeah. point. Most definitely.
2: Oh, hungry.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> here we go. I like this one. The excessively saccharine mark of steel. Many terms in wrestling are based on wrestlers' names. The dusty finish, hulking up or hulking out, uh, X Pac heat. What are some new terms we can be, we can use based on current wrestlers. That guy's a Jarrett draw. Mm-hmm. Meaning he doesn't draw. He doesn't draw. Oh, he's a Jarrett draw. What about Roman reaction?
2: Yeah. We can call it Roman heat instead of X-Pac heat, maybe. I
1: like the reaction because it's more the reaction. That they yeah. can. I know heat is a reaction, but the weird mixed reaction where sometimes it'll booze and those confusing maybe everybody. Maybe we
2: can start calling five-star matches. The Omega.
1: Oh, there you go. The yeah, an Omega. Or a
2: six star match.
1: Yeah, yeah, he had like an. Omega. Or an Okada. He like had that. like an Okada Omega match. Yeah. We kind of say that these days, though. You know, he had kind of an Okada Omega match. Um. I mean, we 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 refer to like, oh, is he going to get an Oscar streak? Yeah, an Oscar like streak. Mm-hmm. So we have that. Mm-hmm. So we already kind of do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we kind of do that. I like the Jared draw though. I just came up with that one.
2: Good the job, spot. that's good. You like that?
1: Uh um, <laughs> a, tie, a tie ceiling. Ouch.
2: Ooh, ouch. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Ron thirty eight, new patron here. A dream match for me would be uh, Pete Dunn versus Alistair Black that's for the a UK one. championship. Which stage would you rather see this match take place? NXT New Orleans or WrestleMania thirty four? Anything to get Pete Dunn and Alistair Black on Mania I'd be all about. That'll probably be a match for the Universal title in three years. Yeah. So WrestleMania 37. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be hot. Um, The Dean of Nefarious Means, Ronan Cahill, do you guys think that a top-ten seating system could be beneficial for 205 Live following the Cruiserweight Tournament? It could be a good way of making sure each match has stakes, which should be good for viewer interest also. What the I, SmackDown top ten should be ranking. Yeah, actually. I, I like that idea a lot. Like maybe do based you, on wins and losses. Wins pain, and pain losses, pain, losses and like you know. But that's something for more concrete than backstage leadership or whatever Daniel Bryan said I, the SmackDown top ten was based on. Right,
1: that. exactly. Yeah. You because you need heels on it. Yeah. And there's no possibility that any heels are going to be on the SmackDown top ten. No. Which, by the way, was
2: one week, and for some reason, is still the only people that care about it is seemingly Bob Roode and Ginger Mahal. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like
1: I honestly thought it was going to be like an updated weekly thing. Yeah, me too. Like oh, did you see the latest standings in the Smackdown top 10. Apparently, you know, freaking Bob Rude pissed somebody off back there because he dropped down to number he had, 9. He ate the last
2: piece of uh, of of uh, right. flank steak backstage. And <laughs> so half the locker room's upset with him. Right, exactly. Um legit host Tony Coyote If Roderick Strong ends up being knocked out of the tournament by Cedric, do you think he is going to be kept on 205 Live or back to NXT? And would you guys keep him on 205 Live or send him to NXT to try for the championship? Thanks, friendos. Um, They said last night when he walked out for his match, they referred to him as NXT Superstar Roderick Strong. Mm -hmm. But then, hold
1: on, on WWE.com today, there's an article... That says how Roderick Strong balances life between NXT and 205. Oh, oh.
2: he's moonlighting, so huh? So, like, yeah, he's, and there's literally a picture of him with, with, with the logo of each show in each hand. <laughs> Not that literal. Oh, all right. But uh, it's. uh, Do you check WWE.com daily for, uh, for wrestling guy. news? <laughs> for wrestling news? It's my dirt seat. Yes.
1: Yeah. WWE, like, no, man, I had to get the thumbnail. I had to get the thumbnail for today's episode Oh, of uh, Adam Cole and trying to offer a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not so. I have, I have a couple different. Oh, no. Look at this. WWE exclusive road dog on how Jeff Jarrett influenced his career. Tell me how not to write wrestling. I know. Took booking advice from Jeff Jarrett. Exactly. Look at this. National Pig Day. Triple H is out of his element in the infamous <laughs> hog pen match. He's so confused
2: right here. That's great. We get a couple more questions here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. Joe Shea, after losing the second round of the Mixed Match Challenge and the Elimination Chamber, is Blue Balor officially the weakest? Balor. No Pumpkin Balor. Yeah.
1: No Balor will ever be weaker than Pumpkin Balor. Correct. You can start asking yourself, where does he rank between red, burgundy, uh, white, you know, the gray, gray, Balor, you know, that's a debate to be had. But in terms of
2: the weakest Balor, it's always pumpkin. Balor. Yeah. Uh, the buff that runs the stuff, given Steve's vocal dislike of heavy machinery, how does he feel about Otis Dozovic winning PWI's 2017 Rookie of the Year? Why would he? That's the most random award. random, I, yeah. That's the most random, yeah.
1: Why? On, on what basis did they dole out that award to him? I don't know. K. Fabe, hey I
2: mean that's PWS. K. Well,
1: yeah, I know, but why wouldn't the other guy, Tucker Knight? Why wouldn't yeah, he I don't know. wanted? To, you know? I don't know, what did he do? I don't know. Man, very confused. Was think. wait, was Dozovic actually a rookie? Was 2017 his debut year in wrestling? If that's the case, then
2: yeah, he kind of does
1: because holy crap, he's like literally maybe No, he
2: was in He was around 2016 because he was involved in the last Dusty Classic. He wasn't partnered with Tucker, and I don't think yet. But Wow, he debuted in 2015, according
1: to this. All right. Holy crap. Good for him. So, I don't, man, I'm not, well, he's only 26, he looks 56. Um, I'm not trying to crap on anybody, and to be honest with you, if he was repackaged, as something else that I found appealing. What well, you totally like. their
2: is their packaging. Their I can't stand it. I, yeah. It's
1: the most 1995 WCW yeah. bullshit I've seen in my life. I wife. feel
2: like Otis. I think he, he's got some personality. I think he's got to do it. I think he has loads of charisma.
1: I just, man, I'm not into how they're using
2: it. Yeah. Morgan the Younger, not a wrestling question, but a music question. Put together a music festival featuring your five favorite bands, two sweet cheers. Let's put a stipulation here to make it a wrestling question. Five favorite bands, but they all have to play wrestling themes. So, for example, if we have Radiohead in this festival, their set has to be consisted of their versions of wrestling themes. So it's not only bands we like, bands that we like that we think can do interesting covers of wrestling themes. Oh, man. I mean, I
1: know he's dead now, but Soundgarden, I'd want to see them do wrestling themes. That'd be good. I would, I would want to see that. All right. What? I wonder, what, what wrestling theme would you want to hear Radiohead cover? Because I'm kinda uh, like oh. kind of curious now.
2: Like Nikki Crosses. Oh. Something think a more electronic.
1: Wow, that'd be cool, yeah. I wonder how Radiohead could handle the Street Profits theme. Oh, well, that'd be good. That'd be kind of cool, too. Yeah, wow. man. Yeah, wow.
2: Uh, Run the Jewels.
1: Oh, I'd like to hear them do Aleister Black's theme. Okay. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah.
2: Man, that's good. Um, that's three. We need two more. All right. Mm. what about who am I listening to a lot? Liddy. Is Jerry or Rafferty still alive? <laughs> you <laughs> would have him do all the '80s wrestling themes. Yeah,
1: exactly. Be so mellow. Isn't
2: it a uh, wasn't didn't uh, Rick Dillinger do Hogan's old theme? Um. Oh, you know, be rad. What?
1: Clint Mansell. Oh yeah, have him do some themes I on that. it. it moves, would, but that'd some be some more
2: atmospheric, right? Exactly. We need like a power, a power pop or a pop punk band to do like Johnny Gargano's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really know much of that kind of music. Nor do I these of days. Of sound so cheesy to me. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, like I would love to see
2: Bon Iver, but you know, doesn't really jive with. What's <laughs> anything going on there?
1: Yeah, man, you can't put that. You're getting into uh, uh, the vaudevillains level of putting the audience. Oh, in I, the know, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Music. I know that wouldn't be good. Anyways, that's it for this show. I think that was a good show we had today. Quality show. Hilton, let's get some music, please, Hilton. Thank you, Hilton. That's what's going on. Thanks so much watching. next nice time, later. Bye.